Welcome to Campfire Chronicles, episode number 35. I am Robbie. I'm Brian. And I am Andrew. And I just forgot the order. Literally just said the order. It's okay. So, uh, we've been up to lots of different stuff. And we are going to decide on the topic for this episode in a second. But first, we should probably update everybody what we've been up to. First of all, Andrew... You went to New York and you got COVID. How did that? Yeah, go? yeah. Uh, that was quite a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind of a month, really. But uh, yeah, I went to New York City for a week-long kung fu seminar, and I had been training my butt off for like three months prior to that, um, so that I could test to rank up. And then the day before I was supposed to test, I started feeling sick. <laughs> uh, I got chills the night before Thursday, and like had a dream about being sick and was just really out of it that whole day uh and then we all ended up like testing positive which sucked um thankfully i'm pretty much better now like i have a bit of a wet cough but besides that i'm pretty much back to normal so i'm just trying to like get back into my exercise routines and stuff but man it was it it sucked like even when i was physically better there was a period where i had brain fog and it just like felt like i was in a fever dream what was that experience like seeing the positive sign on a COVID test? Uh, I mean, or did you already suspect that I, it was the case? I kind of, yeah. At that point, I kind of suspected it. <laughs> but but the uh, the gag is that I was one of like two other people wearing masks during the entire seminar. I mean, I got a little careless like afterwards, like when we would go to restaurants or whatever. Um, I think that period the periods where the cases dipped lulled me into false sense of security so well i think the right now there's probably like a huge wave because everybody yeah, i know yeah. has been getting it recently yeah yeah actually um where i work they've recently reinstated masks indoors so. oh wait are you back in the office brent uh i mean like i still work from home but going into the office is an option yes <laughs> it's like it's it's not like going to the office is just completely like no they're the company's not saying don't go to the office it's just it's an option now but you know most people have transitioned to a remote or work from home type of i mean i guess that's my question is would you prefer to work at home or oh at the well office? i think the answer is pretty obvious <laughs> i don't think there's a, there's very few people that would actually prefer to continue to work from an office. Maybe it's, like it's, a, maybe only like a national park ranger would rather mm. work in their <laughs> quote unquote office. But there, there's no need for them to work from home anyway. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I've I've managed to avoid getting COVID so far. Brian, you have been COVID free. I have been COVID free. That's good. Thomas has been too, which actually that's incredible. Like yeah. I feel like Thomas has had it. He just has been symptomless. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be. <laughs> if there was anybody who was gonna get it, it'd be Thomas. Thomas, that just mustache like... filters out all the viruses, <laughs> <laughs> like a baleen whale. <laughs> baleen whale. <laughs> Did you guys see the video I posted on, on Instagram Insta? today? Yeah. Oh um, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> he asked me during the last video. I'm editing it right now, but we did a video in Colorado, which I'll talk about in a second. He asked me what I thought of the beard, and I said, "You want my honest answer." And then I was like, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> he told us that when we first got to that hotel after we flew in. <laughs> uh, what is you guys' honest opinion? Since now he doesn't even have it anymore. So it's a, it's a uh, cold case. 
Uh, it's not a great look. <laughs> I, I there's like, very few people who can pull off that kind of mustache. I feel like mustaches are making a comeback, fashion-wise. But every time I see them, I just it's like it's there's there's some fashion trends where it's like you know because you're so inundated in it, you're like oh that that looks good, and maybe mm. in hindsight you think it looks bad. Mm-hmm. But the mustache is one that you are very conscious of when you see it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's so specific. You know, it's it's not yeah, like yeah. it's very. It evokes a very specific sort of imagery. I feel like there's a lot of like facial context. hair that I wouldn't even be able to categorize. I'm like, I don't know. It's just it's not a beard exactly, but it's just scruff. Mm. But mustache, there's there's no mistaking that. Yeah, uh, I, I feel kind of bad because like it's not my place to say what he. <laughs> What he should put on his face. I'm I'm all for experimentation with him. Oh yeah, that that is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I'm very proud of him for having the guts to do it and just he went full gusto, man. Like he shaved like right before we filmed that video. Like he had had the mustache, but he made sure that the rest of it was just completely gone. There wasn't like an ounce of facial hair besides that mustache. (laughs) You know, I I think mustache with some stubble might look it, like i think that could work mm. i just realized that we're we're literally talking about thomas's mustache <laughs> <laughs> the topic's been decided <laughs> okay well on that note so we all went to the lost coast in california one of our viewers named Catherine reached out to us and she had three permits that she wasn't going to be able to use anymore and it turns out that on recreation.gov this is a hot tip for everybody if you cancel your permit it'll show up on the website immediately so we just arranged a time where she canceled her three permits and then we immediately snagged those three and then i spent the next like two or three weeks just obsessively checking the website to see if we could get another permit for that day and we were able to which that's another pro tip if you want to go to the lost coast or any of those I don't know if any would be like this, but for definitely the Lost Coast, people are really good about canceling their permits, so availability was popping up constantly. So if you miss out, you can still go. Um, so we were going to the Lost Coast, and we needed a car. It, we, I, I can't remember exactly why we decided on this, because we probably could have gotten away with a rental car, but plane tickets were expensive, and we figured we could also make some more videos out of it, so... I was going to be in Denver anyway. So me and Thomas, we drove from Denver to LA and along the way we stopped in Canyonlands National Park and somewhere else that I'm totally blanking on now. I thought you stopped a lot of places. Yeah, we stopped a number of places, but Canyonlands was like the big the big mm. deal. Oh, okay. Uh well we went to Utah first. And we just Needed stayed Mount in the Baldi, campsite. Right? Oh, no, that was Canyonlands. Yeah. And eventually when we got into LA, we did Mount Baldy. And then, yeah, I can't remember what all we did. We did lots of stuff. It was so much. But it was over the course of like a week. And then... Disneyland. Uh, oh, Disneyland. Fun. Yep, yep. Uh, then you guys flew in, flew in uh, to Oakland. We drove up north, picked you guys up. And mm-hmm. then uh, we took a rental car and Thomas's car and Sierra all went to the Lost Coast. Very difficult trail to get to, very logistically complicated, but uh, what did you guys think of the whole experience? Well, first, I'm, I'm very sad that 
he didn't take you to the hot spring. I don't know if it was actually that far, like that easily on the way, but the hot springs we went to. What is it called again? Wild Willies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's got to be a, a destination we go back to at some point. But or or just any Wild natural Willies, hot springs. But that one just hot amazing. springs. <laughs> Have we uh, told but, the story on any Campfire Chronicles of what happened there? Oh, I we've told it somewhere, but um. I don't know. We could tell that at the end as a bonus. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or I could just tell it now. <laughs> uh, let's see if we actually told it. So if anybody remembers, let us know in the chat. Yeah, yeah. If nobody remembers, we'll tell it. I know I've said it somewhere, but um, no, it was funny coming in because like in 2018, me and Thomas had spent two weeks together, like just living together and then also road tripping around California before our big road trip. And you and Brian had come in fresh. And so it was funny for me to be in the opposite side of that because <laughs> me and Brian like <laughs> flew in and like, I mean, it's not like there's tension, but you could tell you two had just been with each other for like this. <laughs> well, yeah, you spend literally 24 hours a day with the person for like two weeks. There was no tension, really. Like, it wasn't like I think you and Thomas have a little more of a the possibility for tension. Yeah, we're, we're very yin and yang. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Andrew and Thomas's lifestyles clash a little more. <laughs> But uh, yeah, at that point, we were just like, we just need somebody new to talk to. <laughs> no, it was um, the trip was great though. Like, it it was one some of the most incredible scenery we've ever seen, and probably some of the most incredible footage we've ever taken. Um, the hike itself was a bit exhausting for various reasons, like not in the traditional sense, but because there's so much sand and rocks. But man, the it was like nothing we had ever seen but yeah it was i said that since the beginning of the adventure archives i've wanted to hike and camp on a beach uh and this is literally literally it <laughs> this is the trip it was basically like the 42 mile pictured rocks trip that we did on mega steroids yeah basically brian you were pretty excited about this trip going into it right like oh yeah definitely i was huh yeah did it live up to your expectations then yes 100 percent did um i would say more so too because um i mean when you picture a beach in your head right you just picture miles of sand and the ocean Mm -hmm. but what lost coast offered was that but a lot more and yeah, a lot of variety yeah and a lot of things that i just didn't really expect to encounter on a beach hike we saw seals there's just like a yeah. bunch of seals, seals just, yeah. and yeah. elephant seals and there's so much interesting stuff yeah like, on the beach lots wildlife. of wildlife lots of mm-hmm. it, it, it's funny because um <laughs> i going into it i actually wasn't all that hyped up but that's the reason was just because like I had come back from New York, and then for like two weeks, I was kind of lying around. Sick, like one yeah. week, I was still recovering. <laughs> Every the time week you I... come back from New York, yeah. you're just like, oh, I got to go on a trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, New York will do that to you, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second week I was back, I, I was much better, but I was still like kind of mentally out of it. And I also didn't want to like, um, I don't want to work out because I was, I've heard that if you work out too soon, that can encourage long COVID. So I was just like really out of it. And then 
there was one more week, I think, before the trip, and I just hadn't like even mentally prepared. And all I had seen were like these blurry images on Google Maps, <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, like rationally, I understood that it was going to be amazing because it's like, how do you have a trail right next to the ocean that isn't going to look amazing? But all the pictures on Google Maps were like blurry and low res, and just like I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and then just being there, everything blew my expectations away. Like yeah. it was, it was so awesome. I, I would say before we went, I had read that it was considered a bucket list hike. And uh, I would say it definitely lives up to that. Because before I was kind of feeling the same way you were, even though I did a lot more research, I actually saw mm-hmm. like uh, there's a great resource on this website called thehikingguy.com. Mm. This guy breaks down everything, like how to get permits, all this stuff, how to read the tide charts and stuff. That was another thing that made it interesting is you had to worry about the tide which also meant yeah. that we had to get up at like five in the morning every single day of the trip, which, which we, it wasn't too bad for you guys. Cause you guys were still on Eastern time. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of used to it because we had already been doing that. For, <laughs> Cause you were with Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, the hiking in the morning was the best time anyways. Yeah, yeah. Once the sun came out, it was much more difficult because it was so hot. Well, and I think like that actually added to the mystique of the because like, like you're hiking early in the morning, everything's still like cast in shadow, and mm-hmm. it gives it an interesting light, and you see that like mist in the distance, and then like as you're hiking, you you, you start seeing the hills behind you glow with sunlight. It, it was like one of the most magical trails we've been on, but also we were hiking it at like this magical hour of of the morning. Well, what we can say, Robbie, is that anybody who is a video game gamer and has played oh, yeah. Stranding. <laughs> if you've seen the beach in Death Stranding, you've basically seen the Lost Coast in the morning. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is our first strand type episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh I think the stream just died. I'm going to see if Oh, no. It's coming back. Stream is coming yeah. back. Okay. Sorry everybody. Oh my god, dude. It's technical <laughs> difficulties. Uh, it should be back in a second. So I guess one question for you, Robbie, was with everything you and Thomas did beforehand, what, like, do you think the Lost Coast was your favorite part of the Oh, yeah, definitely. Or definitely. Lost Coast. Oh, really? We did lots of really cool stuff, but Lost Coast was definitely takes cake. I think also part of it for me is a lot of our trip was uh, in the car. So, like, mm-hmm. even when we did Canyonlands National Park, it was only in the car because we had Sierra, so we couldn't actually right, get out right. and uh, explore that much. Uh, dogs in national parks, you can't bring them on any of the trails. You can only bring them on any paved area with cars and stuff mm. or sidewalks. But Lost Coast, man, that, I it was so incredibly difficult to get out there. Well, first of all, the planning is getting the permits was a big ordeal. And then you have to read the tide charts and make sure that you're hiking through the, the there's these zones where if you don't go at low enough tide, you literally can't cross it. Like you just have to yeah. swim, which would nobody can actually do that. But <laughs> um, unless you're Aquaman or something, yeah. So that was part of it. But then also, it's a one-way trip, so we had to. A lot of people take shuttles, and beforehand we were looking at the shuttle, and we thought it was two hundred seventy-five dollars per person or something absolutely insane. And it turns out mm-hmm. that price was for three people, so we just didn't read it correctly. Anyways, by the time we uh, realized that, it was already too late to get shuttle tickets because they were sold out. But uh, So we had two cars. 
which meant that we had to drive. Uh, we had cars. to leave one car at the, the end. end, you know, yeah. and it's a two-hour drive on very bumpy, windy roads, and it, it was just a lot. So, the moral of the story for the Lost Coast is it's an amazing, amazing trail, but know what you're getting into and know that it's going to be a ton of effort to get out there. But it's also kind of worth it. Yeah, the I mean, uh, with a lot of our trips that involve us flying out or a lot of travel beforehand, the flight there and then, you know, getting up early that day and then driving to the coast, uh, to the trailhead and, and, you know, to the end and stuff for me at least i don't know about andrew that was so draining and <laughs> the first day was really really rough mm-hmm. it always feels like the first day is always really rough for me because of the travel yeah 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 but once it's, you get out there you know yeah yeah for me it's a mix because it's like <clears throat> you're you're traveling this whole time and then i feel like sometimes i get a tinge of anxiety before a trip just because i don't you know i don't know what is going to happen going into it but then once I get out of the car and you have that fresh air and you get to move your legs around, it feels so good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but it definitely was like tons of just back-to-back traveling, um, probably like for all of us, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I'll um, also say that I cannot mm-hmm. believe how smoothly everything went. There were so many yeah. things that could have gone wrong, delayed flights, rental car issues, a million different things. Yeah. Not a single thing went wrong. It, it could not have been any smoother and gone any more according to plan. The only thing that didn't really go according to plan is that Thomas was constantly pushing us <laughs> to go this. It was like the last two days. It's just, he kept wanting to go an extra 1.6 miles. I think that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of like, we got to go that extra 1.6. I'm like, why Thomas? I don't understand. <laughs> but everything else was excellent. I mean, even that was fine. Because we yeah. we outnumbered Thomas, so we were able to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I will say that halfway through the trip, I think it was the second day after we got through the impassable zone, and apparently I had passed a rattlesnake on the trail. Um, mm. That kind of made me on edge for probably the rest of that day every time we hiked through tall grass. Well, also there was that specific plant that sounds just like a rattlesnake. Yeah. There's, okay. oh God, it, it was uh, terrible it was like because, a... so, okay, so basically what happened was I was in the front, I was in front and Thomas was behind me this year and we had just gotten past through the impassable zone and we hiked up and we were going through this tall grass and I was just walking and then Thomas goes like, oh, the, he said it's like, there's a rattlesnake and I was like, what? And apparently I had just... I mean, it wasn't on the trail, but I had walked past it and it was in the grass and then it had, I guess, been disturbed. So it slithered onto the trail. So Thomas stopped and I oh, guess he had camera. walked past it too. Yeah, yeah. And then he told you and Robbie and Andrew about it as you guys were coming up. So I assume you guys filmed it. Well, no, I mean, I don't know if you guys or if you could tell what happened, but I, no, I filmed okay. it and uh-huh. you guys were like, oh, he's in the bush. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So I start filming and I'm walking. And then mm-hmm. I get up to the spot where the snake was and he was still on the trail. So like I'm walking, expecting to be in the bush. And then suddenly I look down and he's there. And I'm like, Oh, he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so for, like I said, for the rest of the day and that, that particular day after you get off the impassable zone, you're mostly hiking on like up on the shelf above the beach, not on the beach specifically. So you're basically hiking on a trail that's about a foot wide with 
you know, foot tall grass, if not higher. And from then on, I was walking, you know, with a hiking pole, like kind of tapping the ground in front of me to, to make sure things were. And I was really like on edge about the possibility of rattlesnakes because this was literally the first time I had encountered a rattlesnake on any of our trips. Oh. And, you know, that reality sets in that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, you know, you could encounter one. Um, so that made me really nervous when we were doing that. Um, also, a ton of ticks. Yeah, yeah well, that, yeah, strangely enough, the ticks never actually became a problem for me. But I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. they were a problem for Sierra. But so I was under the impression that there were just like no, not many ticks. I thought you found one on you at some point, or I did. I mean, I did, but um, but it's just like crawling around. It was it was crawling on my pant leg when we were resting on the beach, and so I flicked it oh, off. Yeah. But but it's just like the whole time walking through the tall grass, you know, I would check myself for ticks, and I just never found a tick. So. See, it's funny because I the the snakes didn't worry me as much, but I was like kind of behind getting a shot when that whole thing happened, and I knew they were mm-hmm. there, but I was like, oh, if we like, what's the chance <laughs> of us running into another? But, it was funny um, though because uh-huh. yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but I like when we went through that section of tall grass at the beginning, and like uh, Thomas started picking like all these ticks off Sierra. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like because he picked off like eight in one go, and it was, <laughs> ugh. Well, it's just it's just funny because. So the trip was the first time that I had seen a rattlesnake. And then the first time in a while, you found a tick on you, actually yeah, had yeah. possibly bitten you. And, and then yeah. we saw the bear prints on the beach yeah. and in the morning. I was like, oh, God, are we going to like actually run into a bear? <laughs> like, is there going to be a bear encounter? It's like, it's it's like everything was happening with the wildlife on that trip. Rattlesnakes, <laughs> ticks, and bears, oh, my. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I started getting nervous because like none of us had bug spray apparently which i don't know i i think all of us were like oh it's on the beach it's, like yeah surely i mean next time next time you come over we can bring your camping clothes and treat it with permethrin yeah yeah well i mean the other thing like we couldn't have brought bug spray anyway because the flight but um yeah it, but the whole time because of the ticks on sierra like i started like sometimes when I was in the tent, I would just like, you know how you start feeling like invisible bugs on you? <laughs> like, oh, I had that feeling. <laughs> so I was like feeling around on the second night and then I like felt this thing on my stomach and I was like, oh crap. And I yanked it off and it, you could tell it had like bitten me. And yeah. I'm like 99% sure it was a tick, but I like opened the door and threw it out. And uh, yeah, that <laughs> was. And yeah, then I still ne- had next time, even more. Next <laughs> time you should just take your time because. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> an extra couple of seconds isn't going to make the difference in the in the line. Yeah, I, actually, usually I'm like surprisingly composed about that stuff, but for some reason, I think just because I was already feeling like things crawling on me, <laughs> I freaked out. There, there was one time where, uh, not on this trip or or anything, but um, I was like at a cabin and I had been rummaging around in some bushes the night before, and the next morning I was like showering and there was a tick in my armpit, but I had like the composure to stop showering like go outside see if anyone had tweezers and then pull it out mm. but i don't know i used to be really afraid of bugs actually yeah so that i guess that's something too to bring up is if you plan a cl- trip to the lost coast there there there's also that hurdle to to deal with like you need bear spray you need the bear canisters you got to worry about ticks you got to worry about rattlesnakes it mm-hmm. it's a beautiful it's a beautiful trip a beautiful hike but there like robbie said there's a lot of things that you need to concern yourself with about not just with the planning of the trip, but preparation. I, I would say that that like lots of times uh, you'll see a trail or whatever, and it'll be like, uh, not for beginners 
or it'll have like a difficulty listed. This was this is one of the few trails where I feel like that super applies because yeah. just logistically and it's not like you need that much experience to do it, but just if you did that as a beginner, it might turn yeah. you off you from can't, doing it. You, you, you need the experience need of knowing. You need preparation. You need yeah. to re- do your research and have preparation. You need enough enough experience to know that you need to prepare seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Which we especially uh, with the whole tide thing because I did not know about that literally until you know you t- you told us when we got me and Andrew got there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean th- that was listed out. I, Wait, I thought you did know that beforehand. Didn't we talk about no, that? Rob, I mean, like... Robbie told us about told us. Well, he he. Whenever Robbie told us, that's when I knew about it. Um, no. but I wasn't worried about it because I because Robbie had mentioned it and I'm sure he was prepared for it. And yeah. Really, all it involved with was getting up early. It was yeah, basically yeah. the point where Robbie was like, "Be warned, we're getting up early every day." <laughs> yeah, you <I'm> actually. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, I'm surprised. Well, I guess they'd have to do it for the whole year, but I'm surprised they don't have like more pamphlets with that information in like high detail. You know. Well, I mean, I no, you can to, like... you can get that all online. Like you can get exact. Yeah, yeah. And then it, what the funniest part though is I had a Tide app that showed you the the tides and stuff like per, very precisely. Mm-hmm. And it worked no problem up until the day we got there. And then as soon as I lost signal, it asked me to do the in-app purchase or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I thought, I don't understand why it's suddenly asking me for it. So I had to do this thing where I took a screenshot of the app as it loaded right before it showed the in-app purchase button. And then I could look at it. Yeah. Um. But th- what you just said a second ago, Brian, about getting up early every day, I feel like one of the things that has helped us a lot is knowing what we're getting into ahead of time and just the knowledge of that and if there's no surprises it makes the crappy stuff less bad like having to get up early every day if you go into it saying okay this is gonna suck we're gonna get up early every day and you can mentally prepare for it or like the fact that we had to do multiple two-hour drives from the trailhead into the trail end like knowing that ahead of time also gave me time to like psychically prepare for that and be like, okay, this is not going to be pleasant, but we can do it. And I'm yeah. going to prepare for it mentally. Yeah. That's very true. And, um, oh man, it's funny how some of those nights, like they just went by so fast. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah. We, we you went wake to bed up and you're so like, <laughs> early and it's still, yeah. <laughs> you wake up and you're like, surely it's, not time to get up yet and then you look at your phone you're just like <laughs> oh it's 5 30 crap <laughs> oh that's i mean i guess that's another thing too to be aware of like if you go if you hike this trail the campgrounds are very cramped and small um and i don't know that's just i guess that's just something to be aware of um people will the, the campsites that are right before the impassable zones are probably going to be the most crowded um we didn't have to. Oh yeah, we didn't have to reserve a specific campsite. We just were. No. Yeah. Yeah. We just basically planned for yeah, how many no. ever nights, however, however many nights we we're going to be there. You know, one thing I'll. This is a a little bit of an aside, but I think one thing I've learned from this trip, or that I want to look into more, is bathing and and like washing yourself while hiking on a yes. backpacking trip. Yeah. Um, because yes. <laughs> I feel like every other aspect of life we've got figured out pretty much while backpacking, but like we've never really had a trip long enough where th- that became a major problem. But like I know we've been talking about doing the PCT sometime, like.
like next year or something. And like, especially if we do something like that, <laughs> I'm like, I JMT, need to bring like a JMT or yeah, yeah. Sorry. PCT is yeah. too long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I need to bring like a, a loofah or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was, it's funny you say that, or I, I said that this the same thing when you told me this while we were on the trip, but I was thinking the same thing that mm-hmm. it, it, I think that salty sea air just like, <laughs> well, it's, it's also like, why, why do we keep suffering like this? I know there's right. gotta be a way to do some light. Why cleaning. are we still here? <laughs> <laughs> to just make yourself feel a little more comfortable. You know, you don't have to suffer like a dirty beast and the whole time. Honestly, like we probably, if we had had the, I don't know, like we could have easily waited in the stream and cleaned ourselves like yeah i I brought a small towel and i feel like it would have just been is easy enough to soak it in some water some clean water and then Mm -hmm. just kind of wipe my face and wipe all the really like bad uncomfortable areas or whatever and yeah that would have probably been enough to make it bearable but i don't know for some reason i never did that i guess i just felt like for most of the trip i felt really not rushed but um like there was very little time to stop and, and do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there wasn't. I mean, really. Yeah, that's true. The the first day or the second day was especially because we basically just hiked as much as we could. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I uh, like in, in the past I've had trips like in uh, Manitou, Manitou, for example, like when I dipped in the lake, like that gives you a nice refreshing feeling like you've bathed. But I feel like on a longer trip, especially you'd probably start wanting to look into like some natural soap or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I also want to make sure I'm using some sort of soap that isn't going to like pollute waterways and stuff. Or, mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just or quick, like, quick, you know, carry to, the water elsewhere and then bathe real quick to answer some of the questions in the chat. Dan asked about permethrin solution, like soaking it or just spraying in the past. We've just sprayed. In fact, all of my hiking clothes are sprayed. I just don't remember the last time I did it. So I don't know if it's still effective on my clothes. Um, yeah, it apparently it's like how often you wash it, right? Well, I think it says you can do like 20 washes or something and it lasts for six months, something like that. And I pretty much only wash. Well, at least my shirts, I only wash after a trip. Yeah. Or really only wear them, you know? I wear my camping pants all the time. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking, but I mean, after this trip, I was thinking I will just, I would just take, take a day and, and permethrin, repermethrin all my stuff, all my camping gear. Yeah, it's mm. probably a good idea. Yeah. And then uh, Tropenhelm asks, could you have planned it differently? So the reason we went when we did is because we got the permits from, we were able to trade permits basically uh, with one of our viewers. But yeah. now knowing that we could have gotten permits just by watching the page, yeah, we might have planned it differently, but it, it, it was fine either way. And then uh, Xing Chen, who I actually met, I forgot to mention that. I met her right before we picked you guys up with Thomas. It was very oh, nice yeah, meeting yeah, yeah. her. Uh, also, her boyfriend, Matthew. They, Go ahead. Oh, were they the ones who gave us the snacks? Yeah, yeah. 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 The, all these delicious pastries, which, by the way, we devoured those pastries. <laughs> well, uh, not so much before, but after the trip, the leftovers, man, I, I ate a croissant. The uh, Furikake <laughs> trail mix was awesome. And I actually had a friend who went to San Fran like a week before we, they came back like a few days before we flew out, but they also had that trail mix while they were out there. Apparently. Oh, but, interesting. Yeah, it was super good. 
and then how crowded was the trail is what she asked. And I would say not that crowded, but there was a fair amount of people. Uh, yeah. Well, to expand on that, I, they limit the number of, of permits, right? Yeah. It's uh, supposed yeah. to be so, 60 a day, 60 people. Right. A day. So it's not so much that it's crowded, but the fact that it's an in and out trail and people are going to be bunching up very at very specific areas mm-hmm. to get past the impassable zones. You, it feels more crowded than you would expect it. Like the first campsite we stayed at the first night, tons of people, the actual camp site area was full and we had to kind of like find another flat area that had to camp at. Um, and you'll very commonly probably run into people hiking on the trail. Like I said, because of just the way the trail works. It was also interesting because we are almost always the slowest people on the trail <laughs> by far. But this one time, like this is the first time where some group was slower than us. And we, we kept seeing them at the same campsite the last two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, they they had a really big group, though. So I feel like, you know, you, you've got lots of different people with different experience. So it's probably going to defer to the slowest hiker there. But. Yeah, it was also that was a weird group because they didn't seem to actually be together, but I think they were like they were often very separate when they were hiking. It could that be just sense, that though. they were. I mean, look at they Tom. had agreed <laughs> like they had very different hiking speeds, so maybe they just had agreed like you know we'll hike to this point and then we'll just meet you there. You know, <laughs> Thomas yeah. is like, here you just green screen me in the episode and I'll see you guys at the end. <laughs> well, it's just like if we weren't filming right and. We were hiking with Thomas and we had agreed that we'll just hike at our own speeds and meet at the campsite. You know that Thomas would have been just way ahead of us. <laughs> Thomas would not be like the person that'd be like, oh, I'll hike at your guys' speed. <laughs> he would have gone to that he campsite like, 1.6 miles later and just been he like, would I'd be hiking on you guys the beach <laughs> on the sand and we would be on the hard trail and he would still be going faster than us. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. I really don't because it's, like, He's not that much taller than us, but he hikes so much faster. Yeah. I wonder like how much each inch of height gives you <laughs> in terms of like hiking speed. Uh, maybe it's like I, a, it might be like a proportional, like maybe his legs are longer proportional. Oh, yeah. He, he's general grief. Is he, just <laughs> he goes so, on all fours and then starts like a spider crawling. <laughs> the hiking on the beach and the rocks, was that something that you guys were ready for or not did that kind of take you by surprise on how tough it was (laughs) it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be because everything i read people were like oh there's really long sections of the rocks and the rocks were actually much nicer than the sand this hiking in sand is just so hard it's just so draining yeah it's funny because the last day as we were getting we were literally getting our final the final shots on the trail i my feet literally just would not stop, wouldn't work anywhere. I was like, <laughs> I have to sit down. You and you and Andrew were trying to like line up the shot over there. I was just like, I've got to sit down. <laughs> because when you walk on sand or anything that just kind of gives way under your feet, you suddenly are activating so many little muscles in your legs that you normally yeah. would never yeah. use. It, it, it's and then, you know, after 25 miles, you're they just get tired so quickly it's really strange yeah i actually do think that's like a bit like those um the zero shoes i have but also any sort of hiking trail runner shoes like brian the one you ones you have like barefoot style uh-huh and i feel like 
I've been jogging in those uh, ultras, and any shoe like that I feel like helps develop those muscles. And it's just like it is crazy though. It's like hiking in sand. There's so I don't know. There's so much that you don't account for. Like each step you take, it feels like you're sliding backwards. <laughs> yeah. And the same with the rocks. It's like you're constantly hitting <laughs> the rock at a different angle and like having to balance and stuff. I don't know if you guys were the same, but towards the end of the trip on the last day whenever we were hiking and it would then the ground would be kind of like the soft sand that gives way i would just literally get angry at the ground <laughs> i'd be like you look like you should be firm sand <laughs> now there are like so i feel like there's some strategies to try and find firmer sand like i feel like the sand that was recently wet is usually firmer mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah i feel like sometimes when there's like some rocks in the sand it's a good sign that it'll be a little bit firmer but Actually, then also like um go ahead i was gonna say wherever there's vegetation that's gonna be much firmer because yeah. like the roots are holding stuff together yeah that last day's hike i was actually really grateful that one there was no hiking through tall grass or anything like that and two that it was all or a lot of it was very fresh and like firm yeah. sand yeah that was super nice Anakin Skywalker wouldn't approve of this topic. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be like, I hate sand. It's soft and it never gives you enough support to push off of. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's probably good for the Lost Coast and what we've been up to. The only people I think who said anything wanted to hear about, as far as topics goes was favorite episode endings. Mm. And I feel yeah. like that that's a good one to talk about because I think everybody's actually seen lots of the episodes and would be able to actually mm. like I always I always wonder in fact tell us in the chat whenever we talk about a trip that we haven't actually shown yet is that actually interesting to listen to or are you guys like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it only makes sense to you guys. So let us know yeah. on that too, but uh, favorite episode ending. I actually have one. If you guys want me to go first, yeah, I know what it is. But... <laughs> oh, I yeah, I know mine too. I probably my... already said this once as my favorite ending. <laughs> oh, I know oh. What Robbie's is well because he's watched it like hundreds of times. <laughs> Unless it's changed since then. <laughs> well, my previous one was the ending of Yellowstone. Oh, okay, that's what. Okay, is that what you thought? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was my original one. I watched that ending. There's a at the very end when the final song starts. Thomas does like a little nod and actually you should go back and watch that episode because it's hilarious. Thomas has the most babyish, baby-ish of baby faces I've ever seen in my life in that episode. <laughs> Completely clean shaven. Looks like he's like 15 years old. He probably was 15 at the time. <laughs> Born in year 2000. <laughs> and he like nods at the camera and then the beat starts or the music starts. I watched that ending like a million times it's just i really like the song and then just the feel of that was mm. exquisite got to pull that up huh? but my current favorite is the nordhaus dunes oh. ending oh all right yeah. well i'm just gonna go ahead and say that that's my favorite too oh really <laughs> yeah huh. i didn't realize that ending was so good i thought that was just me because i like that episode a lot but that was a really good one. <laughs> i like that episode a lot well too. in fact i'll i'll expound on my yellowstone a little bit more sure. than you can talk about why you like nordhaus but just yellowstone that I think was this maybe the first episode where I really felt like okay we found our voice and we found our 
style for these episodes. And it really felt like we just really honed in on, you know, just like what we do. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like it, that ending really clicked in a lot of ways, the music, the narration, the visuals, and then just also just the feel of that hike itself was fantastic. Going through those, like the burned area and then there was water and then we had that final walk out and then Andrew and Thomas hitchhiked and Andrew wasn't paying attention. And it was just like, it hit all of the, <laughs> hit all of the notes. So it was really good. But yeah, Brian, tell us about Nordhaus. Uh, all right. So Nordhaus, um, it's just to, to refresh people's memories. It basically, the ending shot was when we came up to Nordhaus Lake and it had been snowing heavily that whole morning. And Nordhaus Lake was frozen. So we basically came up to this extremely peaceful, snowy, snow-covered lake. It was completely snow-covered. And we were just standing out there looking out and just really taking it all in and appreciating it. And then, you know, the song that I think Robbie composed that one was playing. And it just finishes with us kind of walking off on the side and the song really starts to kick in. And I, I think it just... It was the fact that the trip had really built up to this point to like it really had worked well to build up to this ending point because over the course of the trip it started with a frozen rain um and by the end of it it's just heavy snow and you know the one of the reasons we love winter trips is when it snows because it just really gives it a unique feel and so we were we got that snow that we wanted and i think it just really capped off when we got to that lake um, I don't really know how else to describe it, but I just feel like it felt like such a good way to end the episode. I, one of the things that I like the most about that ending is that the song actually progresses. Like it yeah. starts off really small. And then by the right. end of it, Nathan is like, I, I told Nathan when he did the drums, I was like, just make it as big and echoey as possible. I want it to feel like it's in a, stadium with somebody smacking the crap out of the drums and he really like just when those credits come in at the very end or i think maybe it's a thank you for watching i can't remember exactly but that when that drum set comes in that like really seals the deal and the song had been building up to that point there yeah yeah that was a good ending i liked it (laughs) (laughs) um my favorite ending i think is there's a few honorable mentions but i think my favorite is uh new river gorge Um, oh yeah that's a good one yeah and it's kind of a weird choice but that's the uh it was like the springy episode that we went with nicole on yeah okay i'm gonna have to look at that one because i definitely don't remember that one yeah it's funny because like it's not one of the bigger standout episodes as far as like incredible location or whatever but there's some episodes where like the narration is a little more phoned in (laughs) 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 and somewhere it's definitely much more like thought out. Um, Cause I mean, we've done like what? 53 episodes. Yeah. Um, Lost coast will be number 53. Yeah. And and, like sometimes there is like more of a clear overarching theme in the episode and sometimes not as much, but that was one where I just really felt like I had something I really wanted to talk about with, like the spring season and um <laughs> i don't know I, I just love the narration and the song was like something that i was at least uh, at first worried it would like sound a little too harsh or jarring but like it just worked perfectly and i think just being able to talk about like 
the more philosophical stuff um because i talk about like Taoism and other stuff like that and the footage of like the butterflies fluttering in slow motion and the rain falling in slow motion it just was all like really perfect hmm. um but yeah that's that's a weird favorite ending of mine well um, i mean it's it's cool because it's really unique as far as our endings go yeah because usually it's not one of your style of songs for the ending yeah but that was a song that you composed so it gives it a totally different feel which have we talked about that before how amazing it is that like luck wise that we all write completely different styles of music. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Like, it's like it covers the whole spectrum of types of music that yeah. you would need for a video like this. And yet it's not so different that it sounds like too jarring to hear them together. Yeah. 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 Um couple runner ups actually weirdly are the first two road trip episodes. Um mm. One, the California one was just fun because, like, we get to Las Vegas and there's, like, the bombastic cowboy bebop style music. Oh, by the really way, did you know that write. bombastic doesn't mean what you think it means or maybe it does? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> did you know that bombastic may or may not mean what you think it means? <laughs> High sounding but with little meaning inflated. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's not just, like, it doesn't mean just, like, big. It means, like, you know, politician yelling about how great they are and what they're going to do and then they're not actually going to do anything it I, it sort of works <laughs> there's what's that other word the other word that i learned uh that didn't mean what i thought it meant aloof yeah aloof was it that actually one, aloof <laughs> one freaked me out yeah it was aloof okay yeah that one i didn't know either uh, yeah look that up but, if you don't know what that means or if you think you know what it means <laughs> <laughs> um, but the southwest road trip episode it, it's not like a crazily incredible ending but I love the fact that like Brian got a guitar on that trip and then we had him play a song and then later wrote the song and it you know overlaid it on oh yeah so it fantastic to so me good. it was just like a perfect oh, yeah. like middle of the trilogy ending <laughs> you know what we should do we should just have brian have his guitar in the car all the time so uh, that we can end more episodes like that <laughs> like, all just, right now brian come yeah. up with song because <laughs> we also did that in kumatori it wasn't the ending song but it was like in the episode we did that yeah the cool moment oh here's an ending that I feel the same way about this ending that I did about the Metal Gear movie that I made in high school. The first like real video I made was this Metal Gear little five minute action short I made with my friends. <clears throat> the we waited all night for it to render, and in the morning we watched it, and it was the most incredible thing we had ever seen in our lives. And we were like, "This is going to be amazing. We got to send this into IGN, and they can feature it on their page." And blah blah blah. <laughs> it was so bad. Like looking back on it now. But at the time, we loved it so much. I feel the same way about the ending of the Sleeping Bear Dunes going into the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Going into the Manitou Island episode. Going, yeah, going into the Manitou yeah. Island. I think that's like episode four or five, <clears throat> 5.1 or something. Yeah, 5.1, yeah. 5. yeah. 1, yeah. Uh, go ahead and watch that. The, the ending of that really like purpose, perfectly leads into the excitement that we felt for Manitou Island. But looking back on it now, it's, it's quite bad. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad execution, but you know, yeah, the, the, the heart was there. Yeah. 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 But we were also like, just the way we felt about out felt about it at the time was great. We thought it was the best thing we've 
ever done. A um, couple other honorable mentions really quick. Uh, Mount Whitney, I like that one just because we got some nice cinematic shots. And then at the end, we got that great telephoto shot with the mountains. Oh, that was a good, <clears throat> yeah, that was a good one. And then um, I also, that was another episode where I actually liked the narration. Like there was an actual cohesive. <laughs> the funniest part <laughs> is you've, you've written all this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like yeah. i actually liked what i did <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one um uh what was i gonna mention uh oh yeah pictured rocks just because it was a little bit different in that we sit down in the forest and like it was like a perfect sunny autumn day which i feel like we haven't been able to capture that as much just because it's so hard like autumn is such a fleeting moment mm, <laughs> the year, but, yeah 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 i was actually uh, we, we like sat down and watched it yeah, well, I'll let you talk about it then. Cause... Well, no, no, I don't really have much to say, but I just really like the... Well, I, I, first of all, the song was something that me and Andrew collaborated on, and I think it came together really well. It just for some reason, it really I think it really felt like it captured the... Yeah, kind of that, the, that mysterious... Yeah, that, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's but like then also thing. I really like the shot where how the song like ends, and then we're sitting down, and then... You just hear the the rustling of the leaves and the, you know, yeah yeah oh very, which very that, about that that's an aspect i like about the new river gorge episode too it's like after the music fades out we walk away and then you just see mm-hmm. these flowers in the foreground and you hear birds oh chirping. i yeah. love stuff like that yeah that was yeah. cool that's cool yeah i'll say that well this is not exactly the topic but <laughs> endings i'm disappointed are were the pictured rocks 42 miles ending that ending was fine but it didn't have the well I, also the ending of that trail just kind of felt the same way but it didn't have the the nice wrap up it it doesn't make me feel the way i felt about the rest of the trail you know what i mean mm-hmm. but the end of that yeah. trail was just like a muddy road so it was kind of hard to end it in a way that felt as majestic as the rest of the trail did up to that point yeah that's the problem with the trail is if you end on that side it's just you're not next to coast anymore so you don't yeah it's just like the highlight of the whole trip although that post hike meal that me and brian had like <laughs> brian brian still thinks about that pizza <laughs> and we watched a smash brothers character reveal or is it a nintendo direct i can't remember it was, it was a direct okay um, yeah we watched a nintendo direct while having a post hike meal there words cannot describe the level of elation that you can feel when <laughs> enough things go right at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely great. And I definitely would take all of you guys on another 42 mile hike there. That'd be great. It's just, I'd, I'd be was, down to do that again too. Yeah. It's such an easy trail, but you still feel rewarded because I mean, it's 42 miles. And how long, how long were you guys out there again? How many nights? Five, five days, four nights. Okay. I can't remember, but <clears throat> it's just, because of the like it's like lost coast but completely easy to do mm-hmm. so it's so easy this is like the yeah. easiest trail we've ever done <laughs> so it was like the hiking was just chill and then you get to the campsite and you just get to relax or hold sit on, on the, hold on the beach hold on but uh thomas hasn't been to pictured rocks right oh yeah okay yeah we're going way, i don't know going when our call is going to end yep, but yep. we got to get him to manitou at some point oh <clears> right yeah yeah it's great because all these locations we want to revisit, we have an excuse to. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay, so our call is going to end in three minutes because we're using Google Meet. Uh, do we want to extend it or do we want to wrap it up? Um, any questions we can answer? 
Yeah, let's see if there's any questions. Some people are saying uh, Josh Ramirez says Grayson Highlands is a great ending, mainly because we made someone else be in it. (laughs) That is so Uh, funny, man. I I really wonder if that guy's ever seen that video. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I I hope he gets to see it at some point. (laughs) I hope he at least likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Or looks back fondly on those memories now and not (laughs) freezing to death. Uh, some people were asking about the worst episode. Some people are saying Wildcat Hollow. Some people are saying the canoe disaster. I think Shannon Doe is also up there just because we did the wrong. There's some amazing footage, like some amazing shots in there, but we took the wrong trail. The episode only ended up being like 40 minutes, and like 20 of it is just us sitting around talking. <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, worst episode. I think we talked about that before, but experientially, it was definitely Wildcat Hollow, and just from a. <laughs> Like episode watchability standpoint, I think Shenandoah was. Although a lot of people have come to Shenandoah's defense, but it's a forty-minute yeah. episode where, as you just said, twenty minutes of it was us <laughs> sitting eating. So, <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of actual trip, Wildcat Hollow takes the cake because it literally had practically no redeeming factor as a trip. It was hot, extremely hot, extremely muggy bugs the trail was unremarkable at best um and terrible in other in certain places <laughs> at least manistee I, even though manistee had the calamity manistee was an excellent trail itself and the trip yeah, had some yeah. high high moments but wildcat hollow was just it was bad <laughs> oh that's yeah, a good I, point we can go back to shenandoah i love uh hiking in ohio when it's like the like dead of fall and like everything's empty and cool <laughs> which ironically we went to wildcat like at the end of october and it was still hot out yeah it was well it was mid-october it was like uh, mid-october mid-october was, yeah god it was, it was so at least hot. the high 80s yeah man it was yeah. horrible uh actually that was a question i wanted to ask you guys is what is there a like particular factor that makes a good trip like is there something that I mean, there's probably multiple things, but is there anything that you need to have a good trip? Like whether it be weather or food or whatever. Um, for me, I would definitely say it's probably weather. Um, just because yeah. I feel like when when a trip when you're on a trip and it's sunny and the temperature is nice and things like that, you're just enjoying the whole like every moment of it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the minute it starts raining or, you know, it's hot and muggy or something like that, then you can't even enjoy the main part of the trip, which is hiking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, definitely weather is probably the biggest factor in enjoying a trip. I think that's a big part of it. I've also, anytime we've had like a nice campsite set up, I've really enjoyed that. Like it's, it's hard to describe, but like, like for example, that first campsite on Manitou Island, the our, our most recent trip there, um, being able to set up the tarp the way I wanted, like in that nice clearing of the trees, and like I don't know, having the open air and waking up the next morning and having coffee, like I love stuff like that, like having mm-hmm. a nice campsite set up and really feel like I'm settling into the place and like making the place my home. Yeah, mm. but weather's definitely a big factor in that too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, my gut feeling, not gut feeling, but first instinct is that weather probably makes the most difference mm-hmm. for me. But it, I think maybe, maybe even more than that is like uh, the mood that everybody's in. Because if everybody's in a good mood, like mm-hmm. even like weather and stuff, you can get over that type of thing. Because yeah, like you can fair. suffer together. It's like, just that often those are cor- correlated, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Like, but even when people are in bad moods, it's not that big of a deal, but like, it makes everything so much easier when everybody's happy to be there and like yeah. energetic and stuff. Doesn't want to keep going 1.6 miles. So, so, when, <laughs> so basically if the weather's bad and we have kidding. a bad campsite, me and Andrew are going to be in a bad mood. And then Robbie's just going to be in a bad mood because we're in a bad mood. And then it's just going to be a bad trip overall. <laughs> I mean, I will say there have been some times where the weather wasn't great, but I still enjoyed it. Like when it was raining in Hawaii on that, the first hike like that was that was exhilarating that was that was really fun actually the music captures exactly how it felt yeah weirdly yeah yeah adirondacks was an example of people being in a bed i I don't know it's like the hot muggy weather like i was exhausted and then i feel like everyone else was (laughs) just muggy and (laughs) yeah that the adirondacks with that that was Um, a little muggy but uh yeah I don't know. It's weird because I feel really fondly about Adirondacks when I actually think about the experience of the first day. It was quite uh, mm. not treacherous. What's the word? Difficult? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a special place in my heart, though, for those trips that are just like middle of like, like, you know, that period from November to early March where everything's brown and dead, but it's like cool weather. The forest is opened up. Like, it's weird because a lot of time, like, a lot of people, I think, would see that and just think it's, like, really boring. And obviously, like, day to day, you get sick of that gray, drab weather um, when you're, like, getting into February. But for hiking and camping, I love it because it's just, like, it just feels really freeing because the air is so cold. I do feel that way about the Hoosier winter episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was definitely an episode. Especially because when you go in the cold in the fall and it's ugly it's much less likely other people are on the trail like i don't even remember seeing yeah. anybody else on the hoosier winter trip you don't have to worry about bugs too which yeah. is super oh, nice yeah that's great <laughs> and i feel like like there's so much more you like having a campfire one it's kind of easier to start because there's a lot of material to work with but also like the campfire goes so much it matters so much so much more value Mm, yeah that's true that's true um knocking stuff off the table i'll be right back and you can like (laughs) bring fresher ingredients because it's cold out and cook cooler meals and stuff yeah yeah you know i think we're gonna have a good amount of summer trips under our belt this year that we're gonna be really looking forward to Mm -hmm. winter when that rolls around which will make it even more satisfying yeah so much of life is about that variety and that duality (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah spring spring and fall are the best seasons but they like they're two weeks long i was fall longer did fall used to be longer i could have sworn like it had to have been but <laughs> i also wonder if it's because i spent a lot more time in the mornings outside waiting for the bus so i got mm-hmm. a sense of the weather changing you know mm-hmm. but i don't know man that's crazy i used to wait out in front of the uh, bus stop for like 10 years of my life just every day for like however many months the school year is 
Yeah, syrup is better than jelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note, uh, any final well, thoughts? Do we? There's a few more questions if we want to go through those. Yeah, really go quick. for it. Uh, Tomato Soup Twenty One says, "What's on everyone's international bucket list?" Like, let's just go, <clears throat> you know, lightning round answers. Norway, Sweden, Iceland, just one of those. Mm. One of those lands. <laughs> Vinland for me, saga. I think uh, Iceland, Taiwan. And if we Japan, even though we've been there, but I'd like to go again. <laughs> oh, and maybe like uh, Scotland or something or Ireland. Scottish Highlands. Um, for me, New Zealand hmm. and probably in the future, near future here, Iceland um, will be on my list because I will actually have seen it in person. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Iceland, I think. Is it Iceland or Iceland? It's Iceland. <laughs> so, so not Iceland. I don't believe so. Okay. Iceland is like <laughs> Iceland is uh, is the level and is the world in Mario whenever it's all snow levels. <laughs> this is Iceland. Crappy snowland or whatever. Uh, it's actually Iceland. Iceland. Oh, really? In in Icelandic. <laughs> oh, well, I I feel like that realistically is going to be our next international trip. We we've I we know one guy Ryan in Colorado. He went there. He gave me a very detailed rundown of everything he did. Brian's going to be going there soon without us, and he's going to be able to give us the inside scoop. So I feel like, and also doing it in the winter is probably not very popular. So that would be a good time to go. So it'd be pretty mm, cold, and it would be nighttime for like yeah eighteen hours. Or now is like the perfect time to go. Mm, Actually, well. We'll see. We we have one really really big trip planned uh, in September, which oh yeah yeah you'll get more details on later. But it's not it's, international, but it yeah is, yeah. Um, Sanwar one and Josh Ramirez says any examples behind the scenes uh, of behind the scenes bad moods. I think if you look at some of the road trip tw- two thousand eighteen road trip bloopers, you'll find some of that there. <laughs> we always, I mean, we're. All, I think we always keep a humorous perspective on all of that stuff though. Like we're very self-aware of our d- different idiosyncrasies and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So. That actually, I think that is very helpful that we all know our flaws. So like, yeah. even if you can't help that your flaws come out, you can, you're like, I know I shouldn't do this right now, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, besides wildcat, I, the, <clears throat> the one trip that I can think of that I, would say it was necessarily a bad mood, but um, it, it may not even come off cross in the video. But I know that for Grayson Highlands, <clears throat> I was for the majority of that trip fairly concerned about the uh, temperature at night and whether or not I had prepared sufficiently enough oh, for it. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think my stomach had been bothering me just a tiny bit before the trip, so I was wasn't eating a lot and just kind of concerned about whether or not I would. My stomach would bother me, so that's still I know one of my favorite trips. On that trip, my mood was a little dampened because of that. <laughs> oh, really? On Grayson? Yeah. Brian oh. in a bad mood is usually better <laughs> than any of us in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you can just go to the end of any trip where Robbie runs out of food. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of quick comments from the patrons. Uh, dances, I'm with you there. Uh, winter brown, gray Ohio hiking is. Uh, makes you dig deep to find appreciation for it. Tim Lawson says, fall and winter are my favorite times. And then uh, K. 
Kara B says she uh, recommends Iceland in May because that's before the high summer costs and the weather's good. So that might be worth mm. looking into. Oh, and someone, uh, Patrick Moak said, go on Camino. You can sleep in a bed every night, eat good food, and make friends. That actually would be really cool, the Camino Trail. Yeah, yeah. The, that's in Spain, right? I think so, yeah. I don't know if it goes outside of Spain or if it's just in Spain, but that would be awesome. Yeah, I would... I'm I'm down for anything. It's just it's just planning it is it is amazing how much harder it is to plan things with four people. Yeah. Like it it is literally exponential just and it's just simple stuff like just getting everybody's schedules aligned. But yeah, we can do it. Yeah. Okay, I'm out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um yeah, everyone should look forward to this next episode though. It's going to be some incredible incredible scenery strand type episode yeah and there's a uh at least three side videos coming to the adventure archive channel and a bunch of vlogs uh i'm almost done with the first side video it's at least 40 minutes so it'll be beefy and it's in a mountain and it'll be good (laughs) Cool. cool awesome all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, remember to like and subscribe and share it with your grandmothers. <laughs> Sign up on Patreon if you aren't already. Uh, support us a there. joke, obviously. <laughs> Actually, well, people listening afterwards might not be on Patreon. Oh, oh yeah, I guess true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right. See you. See you all.